Inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture, the sanctuary in my solitude, the thoughts, feelings, and life lessons of an imperfect Christian by Anthony Kisik is beautifulfeathentertainment.com's work in print. It is a book of poetry and it's available through iUniverse.com, Amazon.com, beautifulfeetentertainment.com, and the links are also available in our social media and podcast. So please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much. This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name's Anthony. And sorry. <laughs> and I'm Jessica. Okay. So, Are we going to keep that in Oh, here? we're going to keep that. So, Giggle Fest 2022. Yeah. What's up? The Giggle Fest. Okay, so like as soon as you said that, the cat just started like this epic fight over by the side of the window. And we literally just finished watching the Mortal Kombat movie. So, in my head, I just went, fight. Yeah, you've definitely lost your head. So anyway, um, <laughs> we so we haven't done a podcast, a beautiful feet podcast, in about a month. Yeah. So do we want to give kind of a brief? Here's what's been been going on, type of deal. Sure. I mean, let's see. It is the middle of May right now. So, well, Anthony and I were like we had the wonderful opportunity to take two weeks off from work. Oh, yeah. We were able to get a vacation in with my cousin. Oh, yeah. And it was... It was a lot of fun. It was really... It was very... It was very needed. It was. It was very needed. It was a lot of fun. But now we're back. We're back at work. We're back at home. We're back with our kitties. Yes, we are. We have a brand new addition to the family... We got a little aquatic turtle named Tails. Yes. So, it's very new. Um, he's float. I say he. We don't know if it's a he. But it's floating around its tank. Just hanging out in the background. So, if you hear water bubbling, that's kind of what that is. I don't hear it too much. So, you know, you probably won't. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of where we've been. Um, we've really just, you know, we took a break from the podcast. Um honestly just because we were on vacation like we could not find time to podcast while on vacation it wasn't gonna happen well and honestly i think it was good for us to just have that time to just sort of step away and and be on vacation like it yeah. was wonderful it wasn't necessarily a planned break from va- from from the podcast uh we were planning the vacation um i wanted to really kind of stockpile some episodes but it didn't quite happen, and that's okay, actually. It was better this way. So, we're back. Um, but because we're, like, in the middle of the month, um, we're going to do a couple, like, one-off episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So, throughout the course of this year, from January up until now, 
we've taken a look at our emotions through a biblical lens. So yeah. what does the Bible tell us about the different emotions that we encounter on a regular basis? But then I kind of have to step back and think, it's wonderful to have scripture verses. But if you're not familiar with the Bible, us telling you like, oh yeah, it's in the book of Proverbs, John. or it's in the yeah. book of John, or like just us telling you these references might throw you for a loop a little bit. Yeah, well, and not only that, so you have that. One, you might be having a hard time finding the reference. You might be having a hard time finding the book that we're referring to. Uh, but another uh, facet of that is really this idea that, like, every book of the Bible is written by... I don't want to say every book of the Bible is a different author, but there's multiple authors, over 40 authors, over... A 1500 year time Thank period. you. I was like, I, I, I knew it was about 12 to 15. I didn't know the exact time. But it's over a long gap of time. And some books are books of poetry. Some books are historical books. Some books are all uh, metaphorical. Um, and so they all have this different context and they have a different audience. Mm -hmm. If you don't know any of that, this is all foreign to you. Um, so our goal today is what well so basically like the direction that this podcast has really morphed into as i'm looking at your mighty morphin power rangers green ranger yeah has become we want to be able to have this be a podcast that's accessible for people who might be brand new to christianity to the bible to god like we know that being in a pandemic has probably brought a lot of people closer to God than they have been before. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to take a look at this book called Bruce and Stan's Guide to the Bible, a user-friendly approach. Now we got this at like a secondhand bookstore, right? Yes, yes we did. So we got it at a secondhand bookstore. I think you have more experience with it at this point than I do. Um, I've looked through it, but I've never actually studied it. But based on what we know, it's really this this book that um, kind of breaks down every aspect of the Bible, um, basically for beginner for beginners, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and I really enjoy this book because, like you said, it takes so many different aspects of the Bible and breaks it down into a very easy to read approach yeah so there are so many different versions of the Bible that are available now like Anthony and I were at the bookstore recently and we were in the religious section because you know like that's where that's one of the sections that we shop at we, but you know we we have a lot of a, just Bibles, and B, like, biblically related books, like Bible commentaries and dictionaries, and this is why he's going to be a future pastor, everyone. Um, oh, yeah. So, honestly, I feel like the first step to getting used to the Bible is probably picking the edition that you feel like is going to be right for you. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um, now, 
there are some scholars who are like this translation of the Bible is the best because it's the closest to the original text and it ha you know and everybody has an opinion um, I've actually read the Bible multiple times from multiple translations mm -hmm. everything from ESV to King James to NIV um, the message translation like I've read a multitude of them um, and it really kind of depends on your interest or not just your interest but your understanding and what you want out of the Bible um, but I would always recommend every time you read if you get to a point in Scripture no matter what translation you get you get to a point in Scripture where you just don't understand look and see if there's any what cliff notes mm -hmm. where it connects the verse you're reading to another verse or sometimes they'll even give a footnote at the bottom where it says hey instead of this word substitute this word and read the ver verse again um, because some translations um, they use different words because in Greek and Hebrew they have different words but with different meaning and depending on the context of the sentence you would change out one meaning for another. Well, and again, just looking at the religious section of the bookstore, it's easy to see that there are Bibles that are written for kids. There's Bible stories for teens. There's Bibles that are written specifically for uh, women that'll have usually like, hey, it's a bright, pretty pink flowery cover. There's Bibles that are for men. I think they even have, like, here's a couple's journey through the Bible. Yeah. Um, they have chronological Bibles where it's, like, an actual chronological event of what happened. See, I feel like that's probably going to be our next purchase. Cause yes. I don't know if we have one of we those. We do not. The Bible that I prefer to use is the NIV Adventure Bible Polar Exploration Edition. Because it's the number one Bible for kids. Yes. And it, it's cool because it actually is written. It does have the actual text of the Bible. But every so often it will have like small sections that's like, hey, let's break this down for kids. But I like it because the translation that it has, it's an NIV Bible. Mm -hmm. um, but it actually has the Bible in there. Like, you know how some Bibles that are written yeah. for kids, it's just like a paraphrase of what Jesus said. This still has the actual words that would be found in, in, in an adult Bible. And NIV stands for the New International Version. That's another thing. Usually when you're picking up an edition of the Bible, it's going to have an alphabet soup of letters around it. So, Absolutely. King James Version is KGV. Mm -hmm. That's the like, hey, this is literally Shakespearean English. But for multiple generations of Christians this was like the Bible that they had and it's the translation that they feel comfortable with even yeah. though it doesn't ref it's not indicative or reflective of the way that we talk today no um, and then you have ESV which is English Standard Version which is one of my favorites mm -hmm. um, I have one Bible so I have an NIV Bible I have a few of those I have an ESV which I'm currently using I have um, 
a King James, which I've used so much that it doesn't even have a cover anymore. Um, yeah, I've beaten these books. So, like most of my Bibles get used so frequently, they are in pieces. They they are like you know, book. I mean, you you should know this. You book yeah. readers who like they read the same book so many times, it's just falling apart. Mm -hmm. That's what my Bibles look like. Well, and it reminds me of this saying. I'm not sure who to attribute it to, but it's basically along the lines of a person who has a Bible that's falling apart usually has a life that is put together or something yes, like that. Yes, something to that nature. So when you pick a translation, one, you're picking a language that you're familiar with, right? Obviously here in America, most of us are going to have English, mm -hmm. right? But there are, le there are Bibles in most languages. So French, German, like Spanish. Um, I mean, pick a language. There's probably a Bible translation in that language. Um, but in English, which obviously we're going to focus on, there's multiple translations. Mm -hmm. um, most of them are very much the same with minor differences. Um, those minor dif differences, like I said, are because the original Greek and Hebrew has words that they use that have multiple meanings depending on the context. So that's kind of where that comes from. But that's why things like Bruce and Stan's Guide to the Bible is such a help because you could read through this and it really will guide you into an understanding of where the Bible comes from, uh, how it was compiled, how it was voted on and put together, um, and then just how you read it. What is a chapter? What is a verse? And, and all these different pieces. So Well, and it goes through each different book of the Bible. And kind of like how the Bible Project does now, it gives you like, here's an overview. Here's the key players. This is what you can be looking for as you're reading on your own. Definitely. Sorry if I, you know, I'm yawning a lot because it's been a long day. It's, it's been a long day. work week. Yeah. Anthony and I, well, he's, this is what, tomorrow will be your eighth Eight straight day, day straight. But then we have two wonderful days off. Yes, I plan on sleeping. Um, At least for the first day off. Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, and again, obviously you could always ask questions, right? Like, I would encourage you when trying to pick a Bible translation, like, talk to people, ask people. So, yeah, we go ahead and, you know, when you're in a store, go ahead and talk to people. Let them know um, what you're looking for, but I would also communicate like your your desire to know the Bible um, with other Christians, with people in your church or people that you trust who could guide you through this and just kind of give you some feedback. Well, and the Bible is not a new book, so you are not going to be the first person to ever be like, intimidated by this and I don't know how to read it yeah but anyway well and like some people are like well how long do I have to read the Bible like is there a time limit per day and honestly I would say no I I don't feel like you're gonna sit there and read it for like four hours but if you feel inclined to and you want to like that's great 
if you only read it for five minutes, like that's fine too. I know that there are some people who a part of their devotional practice is to really just pick one verse to be like, I'm just going to study this one verse. I'm just going to memorize this one verse. So like, it's not a competition as far as like, oh, well, today I read the entire book of Genesis. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's the thing is we, honestly, we, we at church, we do kind of set this precedent of like, hey, read your Bible. Hey, pray. Have your quiet time. Like there's a bunch of different names for it. But it almost becomes overwhelming because people think that they have this to-do list. Mm -hmm. The truth is, it's a communication and community with God. Whatever that looks like in the context of reading your Bible and praying, there isn't very many rules. I've heard it said that the Bible is God's love letter to you. Yeah. And to me, like, not that you and I write love letters, but like... Every once in a while. Whatever, like... Once in a blue moon, we will be like, oh, here's something sweet, and this is like a time capsule of our life together. Usually it's something like, hey, don't forget to bring home dinner. I love you. (laughs) But no, it could be like, oh, like, we've been married six months. It's just nice to look back on all this stuff, and, you know, that kind of thing. In reality, we've been married just over three years, so that's why his face looked confused. I'm like, um, where have you been the last two and a half years? (laughs) But, okay, so when you're reading a love letter, it's something that you sit down and you take a moment and you carve out time to do this. It's not like, oh, while I briefly am having like a Pop-Tart for breakfast, here, let me also scarf down this love letter love letter like you you take time to appreciate it and i feel like that's what god desires from us in regards to reading the bible like Mm -hmm. to like you said to set aside some quiet time some time to meditate like it should be a special moment between you and your creator exactly and yes there is like guidelines and and things that you should follow right like you should definitely read from the Bible. If you don't read from the Bible, at least have a, uh, like we had mentioned earlier, a uh, study guide or a, a um, devotional mm-hmm. that builds off of the Bible. So that that's a must. Um, I would definitely, you know, cut off or cut out a piece of time uh, where it's, you know, time to pray, to communicate with God. But how you do it is up to you. Right? Some people journal, some people create art, some people listen to um, faith-based music. Um, me, I listen to like certain podcasts that really just focus my mind on you know, a sermon or um, just a topic from the Bible. Uh, that helps me too. It helps me focus on, okay, this is something that I'm experiencing. I do not think there's like a to-do list, but there is guidelines to follow. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, it's a it's a personal uh, time with you and your creator. So it needs to involve you and your creator. Well, and like, yes, it takes time for it to become a habit. But like you said, you don't want it to be something that is like, oh man, I have to do this. Like it's 
it's a chore, it's like pulling teeth, like it should be an enjoyable experience. And you definitely don't want it to be like, okay, it has to be an hour long. It has to be this format. It has No, just communicate with God in in the way that suits you best. And for, I know for me, every day is different. Some days I read my Bible for 45 minutes and I pray for 15. Some days I read my Bible for 5 minutes and I pray for 10. Some days I can't I'm I have a hard time focusing on the Bible. So I listen to something audible, um, something, you know, an audio medium of some kind, a podcast, um, a devotional. I switch it up. Sometimes I listen to music. It, it just depends on what I need that day. Mm-hmm. Well, and as we go through our different seasons of life, there are specifically devotionals that can match up with those times, like... Um, I think we have a book and it's like it's literally just like God's guide to tough times or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, we would pull that out when hey, like something is maybe not the easiest at this moment. Mhm. Um so yeah, now that we've kind of gone through different translations, we've gone through devotionals we've gone through the guide to the bible and by gone through that i mean that's a tough word but we've summarized yes can't say we've gone through that would be like chapter by chapter this is like a crash course is there anything else that we may be uh forgetting and overlooking um i know that you had said that for you it's very important that you take your bible to church with you but then i also said that a lot of people have the bible as an app on their phone yeah which i do too um i I, so here's the thing i read devotionals on my phone Mm -hmm. um and I, i i'm okay with them but there's something about the Bible being a physical Bible. I highlight, I write notes, I underline, I, I connect verse to verse. I do a lot of different things while I'm actually writing in the Bible, um, which I know your librarian heart is like cringing. It sort of mortifies me, but the last time we were at the bookstore, I did find a Bible that was specifically designed to be journaled in. Yeah. So there's like the biblical text and there's like a specific There's a column space of lines for you to write in. Yeah. That is not as cringeworthy. So if, if 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 that's something that helps you, have a notebook handy, have a Bible um, that has sections for notes, just find ways to write. Um, you know, and and so let yourself be free. I think a lot of people, we try to confine ourselves to here's how you have to read the Bible. Just read it. You know, gain an understanding from it. Research it. And enjoy the process. I I would honestly say, if you're not enjoying the process to some degree, uh, you're doing it wrong. Like, that's when you need to rethink your strategy. But, um, so yeah. Is there anything else? Anything else that might keep people from from engaging in God's word or communicating with God well 
honestly, like if you're just to pick up an average book off the shelf, it's not written in the same way that the Bible is. Like if you have an average book, it's going to be pretty clear as far as like, well, here's the beginning, the middle, the end, here's some dialogue, here's some chapters. Like the Bible, even just the way that it's written on a page because it's like, Here's text, a little space in the middle, another column. Like, it doesn't read, quote-unquote, the way that another book would. Mm. I would just encourage people, like, don't get intimidated by the fact that the format might look a little different. Absolutely. So, yeah, the format's going to look different. Um, That's where I would, like I said, encourage you to research but have fun with it, right? And right now, I mean, there's a bunch of resources out there. The Bible Project's got a ton of them. Um, uh, but again, well, you, and I you think could find we always resources. come back to the Bible Project because it is YouTube-based videos. Yes, very YouTube-based. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's really that's all I have. I don't so, know about you. Do you think that maybe an impediment to reading the Bible could be? If someone is like, hey, I'm like more of a visual learner, like I would rather watch a movie. Okay, I, I could definitely see that. Um, well, especially with the popularity of so many different television shows, movies, streaming services, that's really well, how we get a lot of our content and information. And, and unfortunately, a lot of the um, mini shows and mini series that depict biblical um stories they're usually not very accurate there's a lot of inconsistencies in them well i was gonna say they just seem kind of cheesy well yeah and they're full of cheese just tons of cheese um but they're not the most consistent Mm -hmm. so while you can watch them i've never like some of them i've never seen right like the chosen which is is been going on uh, currently, I've never seen it, so I can't speak on that. But the ones that I have watched, where it's like, here's the life and times of Jesus, there's a lot of inconsistencies. So if you do watch those, maybe you know, maybe use that as a as a partnership to reading along with it, uh, reading the Bible along with it, to kind of like compare and contrast. I think that would be actually pretty fun. Well, and. Being a part of a Bible study throughout the week is also a helpful way to get more familiar with the content of the Bible as well as the people who are going to be a part of your local church. Yes, and this is where the idea of reaching out to people comes from, right? So it's the idea of like if you do not know the Bible or parts of the Bible or the history or any of it, connect with a, um, a couple people at your church or, uh, you know, and, and just have a Bible study and, and pick their brains and, and share your opinion and, and learn from each other. Uh, they're not going to be perfect. They're not going to know everything. You're not going to know anything, everything, but you're going to learn. And, and I think that's the most important. Well, and that's honestly just a part of the human experience is like God knows everything and we're not meant to. And that's okay. Truth. I don't want to know everything. <laughs> I want to know some things, but not everything. Well, um, 
So this is going to be our episode for Monday. Tell us a little, give us a sneak peek about the Wrestling With Faith episode this week. Or do you have one? I do. So, the last couple episodes, I was going to say last couple weeks, but basically last week we did a double feature where we talked about the testimony of The Undertaker and the testimony of Shawn Michaels. This coming episode, we're going to... We're going to kind of pause there on testimony and we're going to kind of flip that coin and we're going to have a discussion as to some of the backstage uh, antics that happened in behind the scenes of wrestling that could create a, I don't want to call it a toxic environment, but like that could create some of the issues that we've talked about because we've talked about wrestlers who have addictions we've talked about wrestlers who like um as we talked about with the undertaker kind of living the fast life Mm -hmm. well that's what we're going to talk about what does that mean and how does that impact in you know their performance as well as uh how that impacts you know their personal life So if you've liked what you've listened to for this podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beautiful Feet Entertainment. And we're also available through Anchor and wherever wherever your podcasts are found. And also be on the lookout for new Wrestling With Faith episodes every Wednesday. Beautiful Feet will come out with a new podcast every Monday. And now to segue into prayer time with Anthony. Yes, so let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this podcast and the people that it's been able to reach. I pray that you would bless every single one of our listeners. Um, Bless them in a way that they would be able to bless the people around them, Father God. Bless them in a way that they would be able to get through any trials that they're dealing with, uh, any struggles, any, any situations that they just need your hand. Um, But we also want to thank you for the times that you've come through in our lives, whether it's making sure our rent gets paid, making sure we have food on the table and we have clothes on our back, making sure that we have time to bond and connect with you as well as with the people around us. Father God, those are such big blessings. Um, And we just thank you for every single person who's in our life. Um, And we just pray for the rest of this week. We pray that you would bless us so that we can bless others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Feel free to like, share, subscribe, get the podcast out there. And like we said, follow us at BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and BeautifulFeetEntertainment on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Beautiful Feet Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at BeautifulFeetEntertainment. Please visit BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.